0: This is Susan Miller bringing you Hope for the Uprooted. I am so excited about our guest today. And before I introduce her, I just want to remind you that Hope for the Uprooted brings hope and encouragement to you, the uprooted woman. Whether you have moved, whether you are in the midst of any life change, we hope that you will be encouraged through listening to uh, our different podcasts and what we need to impart to you to give you that hope and encouragement and to help you on your journey. And today we have a special guest. I have a special guest, but I get to share her with all of you. And that is my good friend and author, Sandy Ray. Now, let me tell you about Sandy before I bring her in because she probably would not want me to brag on her, but I'm going to do it anyway. Sandy is a licensed registered occupational therapist with over 25 years experience in the areas of pediatric sensory integration, eating disorders, and mental health issues. Sandy has a Bachelor's in Occupational Therapy and Therapeutic Recreation and a Master's in Community Health. And she's also a certified life coach. She has her own private uh, occupational therapy mental health practice here in the Scottsdale area and is the occupational therapy Uh, program director for Pima Medical Institute in Tucson. Oh my gosh, just saying all that boggles my mind because she sat in my living room and we've shared conversation and coffee together and she's just the most down to earth, um, authentic person. And I love her dearly. And when she said to me, gosh, I've got another book coming out, Susan, I jumped on it and I'll tell you why, the listening audience, you need to know this about my Sandy. This book will be released in a week, May the 24th. This is May Mental Health Awareness Month, and Sandy wanted it out then. So, good morning to you, Sandy. I don't know about you, but I've got a cup of coffee in hand. How are you today?
1: I am good. Good morning, Susan. I've got my coffee and water, too.
0: Well, I just, uh, as you know, what we do on this show is bring hope and encouragement to women. And when I um, realized what your book was about and how it was really revealing uh, a lot of issues within your heart and your life that other women could definitely feel like, hey, I'm going through that too. You mean I'm not alone with any mental health issues. It's so important to know that there's hope and that, they're not al- that women are not alone and that someone else has been there and knows what it's like. And so uh, you wrote the book On the Other Side, which... I want to say that I'm excited about reading. I just, it it sounds like a riveting book. I've read, you know, the premise. I've read uh, enough about it to know that it's going to be so exciting. But just for the audience to know a little, just a little about what we're going to be talking about. On the other side is The Triumphant Journey, of a brown girl with a latino background with psychiatric health care professional abilities that searches for hope following her own psychiatric stay sandy Trevino ray spent her life feeling less than and different from all her blonde hair blue-eyed friends that seemed to have a perfect life unaccepting of the stigma behind mental illness she eventually found help hope and found herself on the other side i can't wait to read it sandy take us into that book tell us a little
1: bit about it take us there thank you susan for a great introduction i appreciate that yeah you touched on it um number of different areas that are actually in the book i am. Um, I felt myself quite uprooted. My mom left after a divorce living in Texas and moved us to Minnesota where my grandparents were. Um, And there were very few Latino girls in my elementary school, in my high school, and it did feel very, um, very, I guess, foreign. Um, It was different to look around and everybody around me had blonde hair, blue eyes, and I just felt very different. I felt very unworthy. Um, I just really had a hard time transitioning, um, moving from Texas to Minnesota. But my grandparents were there, my mom was there, my little sister. Um, And it's really, this book is my journey on landing in this land of blonde hair, blue eyes, and trying to find myself. And in the midst of that, really depression kind of set in and so did the anxiety. The book is really about my journey and trying to find hope. And as I go through college and actually find a career Um, I also wanted to reach out to help others that didn't quite feel like they fit in or felt unworthy. So that's where my journey in working in mental illness and pediatrics really came about. And um, like you said, I found myself as a mental health professional um, working on locked units. And then in the midst of depression and anxiety heightening, I ended up being a patient on one of those mental health locked units. So it's um, really my journey and Coming through to the other side and finding hope after all I'd been through. I just
0: can't imagine uh, how God has, um, well, I can't imagine how God has come alongside you to use your pain to minister to others. But I cannot imagine what you've been through being, quote, on the other side. And I know one of your descriptions in the books where you say, imagine every item of clothing you are wearing being stripped away from your body and every hope you have for your future becomes dark and slowly slips away. That's what it feels like in the intake area of a psychiatric hospital. And of course, you know, your working in mental health for 20 years didn't prepare you for your journey in a locked psychiatric unit. But I know that you found hope and found yourself again after ignoring the stigma of mental health, and now you help other women find their way. Uh, on the other side. I mean, that is just such a God thing. I I can't, uh, begin to comprehend that. Now, tell us what inspired you, uh, if you want to share a little bit more about the book and what
1: inspired you to write the book. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, um, my journey is my journey. It didn't feel special. It didn't feel, um, You know, it was just mine and I owned it. But as I would be talking to friends at Bible studies or I would speak at certain small group events, um, I would tell a little bit about my journey, um, about the struggle that I had with depression, anxiety and finding myself... um, working on a psych unit than being on a psych unit. So I would just give glimpses um, of kind of my journey and my and the trials that I got through and really searching for God in that. It was an awfully, awfully dark place. And I knew God was there, I knew he was, I just couldn't see him, it was so dark. So as I would talk to people, um, like I said, at different Bible studies or different small groups and just different events, people would say, I think you should write that story my goodness, look what you've come through. And just to see hope on the other side and to know that God was there, but you just had a struggle. I would buy that book. You should write your story. And so after hearing that a number of times and me thinking, there's no way, no one's gonna wanna hear my story. My story is just my story, that's it. Um, But the more I kept hearing about it and the more people said, do you know, just you telling me that, they would say things like, just brought chills to my arms because I have been there where I think I'm alone, I'm not worthy, I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with depression or my children, they're struggling with anxiety or depression and I don't know how to help them. So I feel like I'm either all alone or I feel like I can't even help them because they are feeling so alone. I really, um, Susan God was just keeping me up at night, and the message that I kept hearing from him was, it's not about you. It's really not about you. And so that just resonated that, yeah, this story is really not about me. It's about putting it out there and hopefully helping other people realize they are not alone.
0: Well, and you know, when you're uprooted by a move or any major life change, if it's divorce, death, illness, Downsizing, retiring, I mean, you think of all the major life changes that a woman goes through. Uh, Anxiety is, you know, it creeps in. And if you have anxiety and depression, then, you know, that's like the tip of the iceberg. It's going to rise to the
1: surface all the more, I would imagine. Is that is that correct? That's so accurate because we kind of can hold our things together when things are going pretty much day to day the same. When we have a huge life transition, just as you'd mentioned, whether we're uprooted for after a divorce or downsizing or whatever it may be, that's huge. And that affects our anxiety. And there it increases where it sometimes is an intolerable level, but it absolutely does increase because it's a big change, um, not only mentally, but physically, if you're being operated to a different state, um, that transition is a really, really hard one to deal with. And so, of course, anxiety is going to increase during those situations.
0: And, and you know, it for me in my life, I have gone through... Many anxious times and you're right when you said you knew God was there, but you just couldn't see him You couldn't feel him and that is true. I mean, I have felt that in my life I've known that God was there, but it doesn't take away anxiety it doesn't take away that sinking feeling of um, being so anxious and uh, almost to the point of, of just losing your breath, you know, yeah. with a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine how women are thinking right now, oh my gosh, somebody really understands this and has written about it and will be able to at least encourage me on my journey. Uh, tell me about how your faith was tested throughout this journey. Uh, Give us a little more detail in how you got to the point of being in that psychiatric
1: unit. Yeah. um, um, I've been a strong Christian for most of my life. Um, Well, from college on um, was really the time that I really um, accepted the Lord and and started my um, journey with Christ. But I will tell you it almost became one of those things that I was embarrassed even though Susan this makes no sense I worked in the field and I understood what people were going through but for me to actually slip on those shoes and feel the path that they might have been on was very different i'm thinking oh my goodness i should be able to use these coping skills the deep breathing the journaling the um self-affirmations whatever i'd been using with my patients i should be using that in the mirror with myself or am i just not praying hard enough i mean what is going on that i cannot handle all this anxiety all this depression and it almost became something that i was embarrassed about that i should Me, the healthcare professional, me, the strong Christian, I should be able to have this all under control, which is such a fallacy. We all have times where we really need help, and we have to remove that stigma and the embarrassment and maybe guilt, maybe shame, whatever it is that we're going through because we're so hard on ourselves. We have to remove that and reach out for help. Yes, praying absolutely would get me through some really dark times, but when it came down to it, I needed professional help and I needed to push. All that away, as I said, remove that stigma and reach out to get some professional help. And that's what really got me on the road to finding myself again and seeing clearly God was right there the whole time. Um, so it's very important just to make sure that you feel that you can reach out and get that help that you need.
0: Well, and I think too, as, as Christians, sometimes we do have that guilt and we do, there is that shame. Well, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't feel like this, Mm -hmm, you know. And people can be very judgmental and Mm -hmm. condescending in that arena uh, and think, well, if you prayed more, you know, then you wouldn't be so anxious. You wouldn't be depressed. Mm -hmm. But I know that God never leaves us, He doesn't love us less in the midst of our struggles and Mm -hmm. our pain. And I know that although I have not been able at times in my life to see and feel God, I I knew he was there. You know, mm-hmm. he was the anchor for me. And just to know that, you know, we are worthy and mm-hmm. that we are valued in God's eyes and that he does not love us less and he does not forget us or forsake us.
1: Oh, Absolutely. And
0: in your book as your focus is on mental illness tell me was that hard to write about was it hard to bring it all up and out on the surface
1: right you know it's one of those things that um susan if you had a broken leg i'm going to tell you to go to the hospital and go to see an orthopedic surgeon or see what you need to do um you know and for some reason even though i worked in the field Um, I found it difficult to go, okay, just as I was speaking about that, I should know how to do this. I should be able to handle this all. Um, So me writing about it, though, um, was very cathartic. Granted, I'm writing this. I wrote journal entries while I was in the midst of this darkness and when I was growing up in this small town. However, as I looked back at some of these journal entries, um, I still had God in the forefront. It was just hard to see. But as I was writing this book, all the pieces slowly started to come together. I could see where he had been. When I'm thinking I'm so alone, he was absolutely right there. And so as I'm writing this book, as I mentioned, it was so cathartic, but it was also eye-opening because I could see in the midst of all these puzzle pieces coming together that God was in every one of them. He had aligned things. I had an eating disorder when I was in high school and early college, and I always wondered, why me? Why, why was I going through this? Um, why couldn't I um, just eat whatever I wanted? Or what? And little did I know that in my life I was going to be working on an eating disorders unit or a psychiatric unit that had eating disorders and it all made sense so as I was writing all these puzzle pieces were coming into play why um, things had happened on my journey and um, how I had come to be on the other side was just enlightening to me that oh that's why all this happened that's why that person was in my path. That's why, you know, just whatever circumstances, it came together so clearly when I started writing this book. And yes, there were some difficult times because you relive some of that as you're going through it again. And I think, oh, it took me right back to when I had to take off my shoes and the shoelaces and my belt because you can't have that on a psych unit. So just different things that I realized, um, all of it came together. And it was quite healing to tell you the truth after writing it all down um, to realize, wow, look what I came through. And I was actually able to come through it.
0: God uses what we go through to Mm -hmm. help others and minister to others. And I Mm -hmm. see that in you uh, with the people in your world now. I know that with the book coming out, it will be all the more uh, a help to women. Tell me, what does the title on the other side, what does the title represent to you? Uh, What is that? I mean, that is, I love your title. What does that say? Uh, What does it represent to you?
1: Sure. Thank you. I I like the title too, and it kind of just landed on my lap because as I would speak to groups and talk about um, working as a mental health professional um, and walking through those locked, clangy, large metal doors or going through and and, um, just bringing people from groups, um, I really never noticed the sights, the sounds, the smells, until as a patient, I was coming through that door on the other side, realizing, wow, I didn't realize the smell of like Lysol and just the cleanliness of the unit. Don't remember the feel or the sound of those hospital booties on the tile floors as my patients would come through with me on groups. But boy, I gotta tell you, being on the other side of that door, that locked clangy metal door, And then myself wearing those booties and the sound that that shuffling made because I wasn't wearing shoes. And then, like I said, the smells and just the environment on the other side was so clearer to me. It's like I had these glasses on as a health professional and only parts of the light was coming through, or only certain things would come through those glasses. But boy, when I came through as a patient without glasses and you get the full extent of the whole environment, all your senses are aware of everything around you, that is truly being on the other side of something where the shield is down and you are in a very different place. So I really liked not only the the title on the other side, but what it represented that As we go through, whatever your journey might be, when you're going through a trial, there is triumph and you are searching for that triumph and that hope, but you have to go through so much to get to that other side. And boy, when they talked about you have to go through the rain and the rainstorms to get to the rainbow, it truly is going through the other side of that. It's so much more beautiful when you have to go through something to reach that other side. So I really liked it.
0: I think that title is going to resonate with a lot of women because maybe they um, are not on the other side yet, and they need to know they can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me how you are now, and what you'd like to see happen when the book releases. But first of all, I know that that our listening audience
1: wants to know, how are you now? Oh, that's a great question, and I appreciate it. You know what? I'm good. I'm really good. Do I have days where I still am sad? Yes. It's not depression, though. It's very different to know that you can have an okay day or have a sad day or have a great day. Um, You know, days are going to happen like that. God does not protect us from all that. And actually, we learn so much by going through that. Um, So I'm good. I'm really good. I have found, because of writing this book, It has solidified my feelings of being okay, being worthy. All that I had gone through, it's just a really good reminder that I am okay. Because like I said, we have days where I have a a difficult job and it can be very stressful. And so anxiety can tend to come in. But the difference is... I feel better in control and I have the tools, I have my prayer life, I know God is with me, I have coping skills, I have journaling, I have a number of things that I have in place four times when it may reoccur that I'm having a bad day or having an anxious day. So in knowing that I have the tools and the skills, that really takes away some of that anxiety right off the bat, because I know that I have things in place or I go for walks or I um, make sure to work out. So I'm good. I'm really good. Um, Again, we're all going to have good days and bad days, but um, I'm in a really good place right now. Before we get
0: all the information about when the book's available and how they can get it and how they can contact you, give me one thing or Mm -hmm. two things that you would share with the, the woman that is listening that says, oh my goodness, she's talking about me what do i do now what wise counsel
2: mm-hmm.
1: from
0: life lived through this would you say to her
1: um no you're not alone that's the that's the really the hardest thing that i've learned not only with my patients but with my own journey is you feel so alone and as i had said earlier um you, you may feel that um that god is there but it's so hard to see but that's a main reason i wrote this book i want women to know they are not alone. There's help out there for you. You just have to reach out. The other thing is, if you are in the deep midst of it right now, not only reach out for help, but write. Um, That always helped me. Go out for a walk, be in nature, um, get deep into your Bible, um, search, because not only are you being active and taking um, some power back of trying to find some help for yourself, But you're also keeping your mind busy onto something else. We tend to ruminate um, as women. We're worrying about everyone and everything around us. Are our kids okay? Are our spouses okay? Is the house all right? Do I have enough of this and that? We just do that. We're used to juggling balls in the air. And when some of those balls fall to the ground and we feel there's no one out there, we need to make sure that we're able to somewhat help ourselves um, and then reach out if we can. But journaling has really saved me. I start writing and even, it sounds silly, but even if you're writing, I don't know what to write. Keep writing. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. And then something eventually will come. I don't know what to write now in the midst of my sadness. I don't know what to write right now where I just feel like I'm alone. Whatever that is, that writing can help. Or getting out into nature, as I mentioned, whatever you find that is, your skill, your coping skill to kind of help you get through Reach out to that. Know that you have that. You have the power to be able to do that for yourself. Gosh, I'm so glad you're my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're my friend too.
0: Oh, golly gee Whitakers. I'm so glad I know people like you. What a blessing. <laughs> what a blessing uh, to be in your world. And I would love for you to share about the book, how they can get it and how they can contact you. Sure.
1: Okay, great. They can get the um, hardcover or the softcover. Again, the book is on the other side, and you can get it on Amazon.
0: Woo-hoo. Um, That's (laughs) awesome. And what about if they just
1: want to reach out to you? Sure, sure. I would love that. So I have a website where there's more kind of helpful hints and calming techniques and different things, and they can find out more about um, what else I have when I'm speaking and different things. And let me give you that. That website is Sandy Ray, S A N D I R A E, coach. And the reason I use coach is yes, I'm a life coach, but more than that, I'm coaching women to find um, hope and to find calming, to find um, God in the midst of all their trials. So I really like the word of coaching, and it's very active. So sandyraycoach.com is my website. And then if you want to drop me an email, I would love that. And I answer all my emails myself, but I would love to hear from you if um, this book is encouraging to you, or if you just want to set up an appointment, we can chat. Um, I would love that. So my email is um, ray, R-A-E, Sandra. S A N D R A, Ray Sandra, 63, at yahoo.com. Just drop me a line. I would love it. I'd love to hear from you.
0: And of course, this will all be um, on the when we post the podcast. All of this information will be on there. So you don't panic if you don't have a pencil mm-hmm. or a piece of paper right now because you will see it again. But Sandy, thank you so much for your time, for sharing your life, your pain. And your struggles, not only in the midst of them, but how you came through them. Because uh, you have uh, lived a life not as a victim, but victorious Mm. in Jesus Christ. And I think this book is the imprint of victory in your life and validation in your life to say to others, you can do this you can make it. God's got you.
2: Mm. Thank you, Sandy Ray. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Susan.
2: Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Moved Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.